is never the underdog. Yes, sir. It's never the underdog. Yes, sir. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Going to do a little bit of a recap here. Um, so Friday night, Duke kicked off their season with the annual countdown to craziness. Um, you know, fortunately for us, Raul and Shu happened to be there. They got to sit on press row. Pretty cool experience. Um, shout out to John Watson and Adam Rowe at the Devil's Den for that. So going to get their impressions, um, being kind of on the floor of the scenery, uh, the fans, a lot of recruits in in attendance uh some committed some still on the horizon so uh, i guess let me run through those right quick so guys that we have in the bag um you got isaiah evans you got con knipple you got darren harris were there also some recruits in attendance bj edgecombe patrick nagamba um nate amint not as familiar with him so maybe the guys can give us a little bit on that uh and i think the the big one here number one overall recruit cooper flag was in the was in attendance um if you were watching live you probably saw at some point almost all of those guys i think went and Join the crazies there. So um seemed like a pretty good atmosphere. Gonna get the guys' thoughts. They also got to go into the locker room. Um, had some media availability with Coach Shire and the players. So we'll try to put some clips in for you um from some of the stuff that they were able to gather from that. But uh let's let's kind of jump right in here. Um, so just first off for, for you two being on press row, first time doing that, walk us through a little bit of what the experience was like, what the pregame was leading up into it, and then talk to us, like, how close are the crazies to you, really? Should we all go to you first? Yeah, I mean, um, first off, just try not to make yourself look like an idiot, you know, first and foremost. <laughs> we, we did that a couple to, times, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, Where were you on that one, jackass, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we tried to just kind of fit in. Um stood there on the on really the sideline kind of in front of press row for uh for the first couple minutes and then um took our seat which by that time the crazies already packed in i mean what do you think Raul? you got like a maybe a foot foot and a half between where they're standing and yeah that was back it's it's pretty dicey squeezing between some people who were already uh sitting there was a little tight yeah so i definitely um i didn't get hit like you know punch like Flip had been punched, but I got hit in the head yep. a couple of <laughs> times from the crazies, you know, but that's, that's fine. I'll take a concussion for a good night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, uh, for, I guess too, you know, it's, there's not a whole lot of like the intimidation factor, right? Because they're cheering for both sides here. So maybe, right. you know, shirt stays clean. Don't get the paint sweat to drip <laughs> down on, you know, all that yep. good stuff. Well, the guys um, behind us were actually, uh, it was pretty funny. They were just like really actively cheering for the blue team and getting on the refs <laughs> for every call. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, they should do that. I wonder. I don't know if they actually coordinate that or not, but they should kind of have like a little yeah, split the underdog, yeah. For, yeah, because yeah. if not, then you're it, it kind of nulls like the the you know the suspense and the because there's a defensive stop, but you're cheering for you know the it's all due right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a, a different vibe when it's an inner you know inner squad scrimmage. About that, was it difficult being a fan? And so you're on press row, so there's a little giddy nature to being that close to Cameron, but then having to like, um, obviously, if you're not if you're on press row, you kind of have to have this like ultimate neutrality, right? You can't wear yeah. the Duke swag, you can't really get up and do any of that stuff. Um, did you find that you had to catch yourself at any point, or were you kind of so locked into just sitting there that it, it wasn't a problem for you? 
No, I mean, definitely uh, Proctor had that kind of little step back juke move where he threw the one-handed pass. And uh, <laughs> I just kind of looked at, you know, turned my head real quick and looked at Roll so I didn't like <laughs> clap or make any noise. I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then Flip's little one-handed baseline monster jam, you know. I, I can't imagine how it would have been sitting on press row, like, during the Zion team. You know, it would have been really hard to contain uh, myself yeah. for that. But this being an inter-squad scrimmage, I think it was a little bit easier to just kind of, like, sure, right, play right. cool, you know, lay low. I think the one that got me was the uh, Stewart coast-to-coast take, and then he botched that layup. Yep. And under my breath, I was just like, damn it. <laughs> and then I realized, you know, I just kind of came to and remember what I was supposed to be doing. I, I cannot imagine. I'm sure you get used to it if you go to 50 games or whatever. But trying to do that for like last year's Duke Carolina game or something would have been impossible. Right. 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 Definitely. This was probably unique and, and good that it was like your first experience yep. because it's kind of just Duke playing Duke. Right. It's yep. not like you're in there for an ACC game or something like that. Um, what about getting into the locker room and getting kind of that next level um, past to kind of go in there and check things out? You little starstruck walking in there. Do you find yourself just kind of gazing around or was it like, what was this, the scene and the vibe, I guess, in the locker room? Well, so, we got lost. Yeah. For, first of <laughs> <Nice>. all, <yeah. laughs> that was fun. So we got in there maybe like four minutes late, but uh, Mike DeGeorge like helped us out and kind of guided us back there. So that was nice. Yeah, we saw everybody. So after the the game ended, we went to the uh, Bill Brill media room, you know, you kind of gather there and then they're going to lead everybody into the locker room. Well, so we saw the guys, you know, walking in out of the room and going to the locker room and we, we got in the hallway there and nobody was around. And I think, um, uh, well, there's, two, there's two doors that say, um, men's locker, room. men's locker room. Yeah. So we were like looking in the wrong one. Yeah. What were you saying about coach K's daughter? She was standing there. She's the one that, you know, I was like, hey, you know, they opened the locker room. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, well, yeah. we, we know you know what's going on. But, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so finally, I think Mike come out. I was like, can I help you guys? We're like, yeah, we're we're trying to get in the locker room. So he, he led us over there. And by that time, we were a couple minutes late to the party. So on top of that question, yeah, I mean, I had, you know, my ride from from here to to Durham, you know, prepared 20 questions in my mind. Uh, and then I got in there and maybe got one or two of them out. Most of the time it was just chit-chatting with Tyrese huh. just to hear his accent or talking to Mark, you know, some of the guys about the Drake concert that I also went to. So stuff like that. Nice. I'll say that uh, he got a couple good laughs out of them. So, you know, I did, I did get a good, yeah, I did get a good laugh out of Jeremy uh, talking to the, they, they had him and Ryan, you know, I was like, oh, the older guys over here in the corner. I was like, is this Ben Gay I smell over here? <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what what are your thoughts about the actual locker room itself? Any kind of aesthetic takeaways? Is it just a standard typical locker room or was it pretty pretty no, I mean, out? it's impressive. I mean, they I don't know if you guys have noticed they've they've redone it. You know, it used to be that kind of all wood grain, kind of classy yeah. vibe. Uh now it's like kind of modern. It's all white. It, it felt like you're like in a, I don't know, like an IKEA showroom almost. Like mm. everything's real sleek and modern, uh, but okay. definitely, you know, like a cool vibe. Okay. Okay. It may wow. have just been because I had a long sleeve shirt on, but man, it was hot in there. I know it's hot <laughs> yes. everywhere in Cameron, but I can't imagine playing a full game and then coming and sitting in an 80 degree locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like those, those heated halftime speeches, right? Especially yeah. like the, the ones we've heard from back in the day about Coach K. So 
Um, all right, let's let's kind of jump in a little bit. We'll kind of fast forward through a lot of the CTC stuff, and we'll we'll start with the the, the basketball stuff here, which relevant to us. Um, pretty impressive kind of intro with the whole video that they did for the team. Unfortunately, if you were like me watching it from home, the kind of screen just stayed there, which really kind of sucked. Um, a lot of drones flying around and stuff. I'm sure that's probably, um, you know, credit to Dave and his, some of his work doing that. Yeah, stuff. they got some but, footage uh, coming. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some. Dave said it's footage. pretty fire. So, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I'm looking out for that. Talk to me a little bit about player intro. So, usually every year, there's at least kind of like one or two that kind of stand out. Um, anything from y'all that really kind of piqued your interest in terms of like maybe a little bit unusual or somebody went against the grain? Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously, you know, I, I think I put it on Twitter over under. I set for Drake intros at that like three and a half, especially with the new album. Uh, Caleb Foster came right off the bat to first person shooter, which I mean, he wears number one. Um, so he kind of did something that is along that lines. Uh, uh, Christian Reeves did a 21 Savage, obviously, wears 21. So he was kind of doing, you know, the 21 thing. Um, but TJ, that was my pick. I mean, returning the Mac. I think we've had somebody do that before. Um, but TJ kind of surprised me. I didn't I didn't know he was coming with that and even even through a little dance move with it. So um I asked him about that in the locker room later on. We'll probably play that or maybe now. Yeah, I can play the clip right now, actually. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, TJ Return of the Mac. Maybe one of my favorite selections in CTC. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, appreciate have it. Have you had that? Uh, were you thinking about that the whole time, or was I mean, that a game time decision? I think people who know me know I'm like a big throwback R&B guy, yeah? so okay. I was just trying to find something that's popular enough for the crowd to get into and something I could move to. I thought thought I had a good choice. You did a great job. Executed it pretty yeah. well, but uh, it was fun. It was okay. really fun. Play well out there, too. Thank you. Yeah, so that probably came out, so... I, I don't really know, and I'll have to look, but I'm I'm thinking that probably came out a good, what, 10 years or so before TJ before was even born? born? Oh, for sure. What, yeah. That's yeah, like 96. 96. Yeah, I just looked at numbers. 96, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I was um, in sixth grade, so, yeah, he's not yeah, even close. Yeah, and I do want to say that I feel like somebody else played that, like, within the last couple of years or so. It might almost, have been Jack but... White, to be honest, if I if I remember. I had to go back and, and really look. I think it might have been Jack White, though. That would be interesting. Yeah. Did he do Land Down Under one year or something? He I did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did yeah. do okay. that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So but I can to- I can totally see him uh having done something like that too. Yeah. And I think I didn't see all of them. Um I know last year what Stanley came out with the sax. What did he do yeah. this year? He sang, but he was really kind of singing quietly while somebody who was a better singer sang. But it was still funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What song a little was it awkward. Again? Little awkward. Uh this one was um was that CeeLo, Forget You? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a kind of interesting, because right? it's like, the, when you think about those lyrics, you're like, is that really... I mean, well, at least they, they did the clean version, that right? They did the version, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. I did see where Flip kind of like didn't really get into it too like he came out did his little thing and then just kind of ran back right over he, he had a different shirt on too he had his his own like two hip flip shirt on i don't know if oh you noticed that's that. right that's right yeah. okay yeah 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 okay yeah, all right well, shades some, or something too yeah some pretty cool intros um usually you know you know, you know you mccain to... was gonna hit a tiktok dance you know he did yeah. that obviously. yeah he was out there for a while wasn't he yeah all right, let's jump into the scrimmage. Um, so I'll just kind of run through like the the starting lineups here briefly um, for each team. So the white team consisted of Flip, Proctor, Roach, Blakes, Reeves, and Power. Blue team had Foster, McCain, Mitchell, Young, Stewart, and Shoot. Um, 
a little bit of a unbalanced kind of roster, I guess, when you look at kind of uh, young versus old in different areas. So, you know, we'll, we'll get in there and talk about that a little bit. Um, but first, just for you all being on the floor, um, who stood out to you? Or maybe there's a couple guys here, but uh, give me your standout players. Ro, I'll go to you first for this one. I think the biggest one was Christian Reeves yet again. Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe when you see him in person just how big he is. I mean, he towers over Young and Flip, just like looks a good two or three inches uh, taller. And he's just like huge, just all around. And uh, he had, even when he wasn't grabbing offensive rebounds, he was getting, you know, his hand on every loose ball. Um, he was just a huge target in the pick and roll. Uh, the, you know, the guards were just able to hit him really easily. And when he did catch it, he kind of kept it up high. You need a couple bunnies that he missed, but overall, just really great performance from him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Christian stood out to me as well. But um, I think, I, I think coming in, you know, looking at the the lineups, rolling off the, the the white team had an advantage right off the off the bat. Um, Jeremy obviously played really well. He's, you know, this is his fourth one, so he's obviously not nervous. I think Raul and I kind of mentioned, like, you know, he's the veteran here, so he's not. He's not got the same kind of pressure that maybe McCain and Foster and some of these other guys probably played with. Sure. And, you know, I want to just take a, a second because I've been um, maybe not so much me, but I think maybe just media and a little bit from this podcast as well was a little questionable about Roach, you know, in terms of just like what he's going to do with this team and the fit. Um, I thought he was great in yeah. this, like just from the jump, like. And not just because he was making shots, but of like where he was at. Like he was in the corner several mm -hmm. times. He was running baseline a few times. When he got the ball, if it wasn't there, he was giving it right back to Tyrese to reset. And yeah. like just seeing that is what I want. Um, well, just like last year, how we thought, you know, Jake was going to kind of be a, a corner three point specialist, um, which he was, you know, not, but he, he didn't shoot as many as I was for us. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think if Jeremy, you know, takes over that role, that's, that, I mean, he, he hit what three of them all, at least two of them were deep corners that I think one was, you know, more in front of the bench, but all yeah. three of his shots came almost from the corner. He, he looks confident too. Man, yeah. That shot, like you could just kind of tell some of those were going in just by the way he released them. Uh, he had a nice kind of swagger to him. I thought, um, in general, my takeaway was just that him and Proctor, you know, I, again, it's just a scrimmage, so who knows what things will look like in February. But right now, I think they're ahead of the other two guards. Yeah, and I wonder, too, and I'm curious to hear y'all's take on this, like being on the floor and seeing it. Does does blue team look that good as as well if you just throw Proctor on it? Because to me, it was just like whatever he was doing, like those pocket passes, it, the offense just seemed to thrive on – this is going to be the catalyst. And if he gets you the ball in a pocket, look to score quickly. Like it didn't really matter who it was, right? Like he was finding Roach. He was looking to score quickly. Finding Flip, looking to score. Finding Reeves, looking to go up. Um, that's a tough matchup for for Caleb and Jared coming in in their first one to go up against Proctor and Roach. I kind of wish they would have like maybe done Proctor and McCain well, or I'm pretty some sure, uh, combination. Blake's picked up. Foster, Foster was playing the point for the blue team, and and Blake's was, I mean, because Rollo and I mentioned it, like, it's almost creepy how like focused in J Jalen's eyes are when he's when he's locked in guarding the ball. 
Um, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, he's running through Ryan Young in a screen in a scrimmage game here, right? Like, you can't really, you can't really see it on TV. He's just like, his eyes are like demonic or something. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Man possessed, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he made life hard for Caleb right off the gate, you know, out of the, out of the gate. Um, because he's obviously one of our better on ball defenders with that length. Sure. Sure. Wingspan he's got. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It's like, did they want to kind of, test out the freshmen or what you know what's the reason for the unbalanced rosters i know uh we we can talk about that a little bit more in a second but just i didn't the same thing kind of happen last year if i remember correctly maybe even the last couple where it was just like kind of over pretty soon because it was like 33 to 18 was the score of this one i think it was something similar last year yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know when they went away from doing like two halves, like two right. mini halves to just yeah. like we're doing 10 minutes and this is just all that there is. Um, not a huge fan of that. You know, I remember I don't want to get too old head here, right? But they used to have like a dunk contest and play two halves and like really made it a, a thing. It might switch um, switch some of the players. And they would switch and, some yeah. of the well, the rosters around. I do think if you're only doing one. This was a 16 minute scrimmage. And and look, I don't I wasn't there last year, but they threw in the eight-minute uh, women's scrimmage this year, too. Right. Which I think that's why they cut down the men's yeah. one by four yeah. minutes. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes, And I'm not opposed to that either, right? Like, they can make both a little bit longer if they like. That's what most people are really coming from. But I get it. it it's technically a, a pep rally almost, right? right With yeah. just an inaugural welcome to the season thing. Um, you know, which is, which is fine. But I thought, you know, like, like y'all, the white team pretty much set the tone like really quickly in terms of what they were doing. Um, let's talk a little bit about just kind of flip, right? So two hit flip comes out pretty passive for the most part. Had some great high low stuff, like not really looking to kind of for a shot that much. Um, you know, I had a few kind of, you know, the flip drives from the perimeter that's going to get the handle a little shaky. Mark had one or two of those early. Both guys settled in fine. Um, you know, didn't make a ton of threes in this one, but then towards the end has like maybe one of the most impressive dunks from a guy that size that we've seen when he hits that dunk and turns. I think he's looking at both of y'all, right? Yeah. So let's start there. Flip comes through, hammers the dunk, looks at the crowd. Where are y'all at right there? Shoot, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I mean, that was the one that I definitely had to, you know, contain myself from because, I mean, he was, exci- <laughs> yeah, he was excited. Uh, obviously, um, everybody went crazy in there. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but Cooper's older and twin brother were literally standing right behind. Like they came when they came and joined the crazies. Like I scooted over so they could jump in and get right behind me. And they were, they were excited about that too. So yeah. I mean, obviously the whole crowd went nuts for that. Yeah. I'd have to rewatch it. There was definitely some sort of defensive miscue or something that happened there because the lane was just completely wide open for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean yeah, got there, but got there late. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a welcome to college moment for him, right? Um, but yeah, I loved the uh, I loved the celebration from him, um, and it was definitely tough not to react. I'm actually surprised because I've seen a few photos where you can see me there, mm. and I'm surprised that I'm just like staring straight ahead. So <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> I'm impressed with myself my self control there. Yeah, it was pretty cool seeing y'all too on the TV because I could see I was watching my wife and like my daughter and stuff, and I was like, oh, well, there they are, there they are. <laughs> um, you know, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, it did seem though, like, I think there was a defensive miscue, but I thought just from watching it, that there was a big emphasis on just really bringing that lane out, right? Like that, even a yeah. lot of the stuff that we were doing, that lane's really open. Um, 
if I don't, I don't know, again, y'all are watching it live and I just know when I watch games live, it's hard to really kind of pick apart what we're doing. I didn't know if y'all noticed it, but there's a lot of big initiation. Like if Proctor wasn't like the catalyst and trying to like drive the play, even Reeves, Young, Flip, a lot of those guys were coming up real, not really the double horns, but it was some right. other kind of like, you know, whatever you want to call it, a lot of big initiation up top. Go ahead, bro. I was just going to say Flip had those two great passes early i can't remember yeah. exactly what the result was i i, I know Reeves at least scored one on. Re- yeah on yeah. both of them maybe i, I think, I think he did score on both yeah, of them dunk yeah. on one of them yeah yeah um one was a little lob like yeah. from the side right. and the other one was just like a you know he's just like dude you're just too small right i'm just yeah. throwing yeah. it up there and he just kind of does the little um yeah reese looked great again again and so <laughs> and i think scrimmage monster yeah he's like our countdown kind of goat over here <laughs> um uh, it's hard watching it though this this year and knowing that like last year you watched it and you're like okay this guy's a freshman and you have like the real version of you playing in front of you and lively right but right now it's like dude nobody on the roster does what you do at yep. that size right of just being that big target down there it's hard to see where this guy might not can crack the rotation, you know? I mean, I, I mean, he's he might be as good an offensive rebounder as Ryan Young, and he has good hands like Young, but he's probably going to be able to protect the rim better. So, you know, I know Young is not going to pitch a fit if Reeves gets a few of his minutes. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying throw him in there for 25 minutes a game or anything, but... I'd like to see him five, six, eight, ten. Yeah, right. Exactly. And just don't worry about fouls, right? Because you know his foul rate's probably going to be high in a real game, right? And so it's just like you give him those couple minute bursts to just give you a different look. Um, And I'm not talking like five minutes every third game and the rest are DNPs. I just mean like a consistent five minutes. Yeah. Like your role is like, you know, in the half beginning of or like after TV timeout or whatever it is to come in and to give us a different look. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he looked great. I really, you know, another thing too, and we've had Goodman on, we've had other guys on that were very high on TJ, and then that kind of slacked off. I thought TJ looked fine out there. Yeah. You know, he took the shots he needed to take. He made a couple of them. Um, defense is going to be a little tough when he's guarding a Foster, right? If he gets if he gets on a McCain or a Foster, that's going to be a little bit tough for him. Um, but I thought he looked okay. I thought Mark Mitchell, uh, first drive of the game was not good, but then he had a, f- a few really nice crafty finishes in there. Um, would have liked to see him be a bit more aggressive, probably playing on that blue team, but you know, um, it what, is impressed what, it is, with, but... what impressed me with him, even on the couple misses he had is just how physical he is on his drives. That's mm-hmm. something that really pops up close. It's like, he probably got fouled on yeah. every single one of those drives. Yeah, um, he was taking a lot of contact, and they he weren't calling it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about pace? That's something that we've heard about all all season. Now, in this game, you don't look too closely at it because they're short bench, right? Most both, I think both teams are playing like six guys. Maybe, maybe they went seven deep. Um, so you're not going to like really get out and run. But I did notice that like in the half court, it seemed to be uh, an emphasis on trying to be quick, right? On trying to really be crisp on where we're getting. And if this is where the action is, then just hit it and go. Um, Did y'all see anything in terms of that, especially Jeremy for me? Because that's the guy I've talked about of, you know, kind of likes to slow it down a little bit. And he did at times. But when the game started, he was moving pretty quick. Like the ball was moving quick. We were taking a lot of early threes. I think shoot made one or two. We had TJ make one early. Um, Proctor was taking some, obviously Roach knocked down three. Did you see anything in terms of pace that might say, okay, this team is going to definitely play faster than last year, or is that still kind of a wait and see? 
No, I mean, I think the biggest example is what Roll hit on earlier with Sean Stewart grabbing a rebound and going coast to that coast. That was really nice. The Euro too. Yeah, Euro just did just, the, yeah, just went a little fancy with yeah, it. Yeah, didn't flam bad enough with yeah. the spin, you know. Yeah, go left hand, maybe there. Yeah, you know? but um, I felt bad for him because it was like he had so many plays that were like close to being something her, awesome, yeah. and then played just, his ass off. Yeah, you, you can you can see the potential there. It feels like he's going to be a lottery pick, but in like three years. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I think he went up and blocked Reeves. Reeves like missed yep. it, got the offensive yeah. rebound, but then yeah. Stewart went back up and contested. Um, played really hard. He's just in a weird spot because until he really the skill level meets the body, he's in that tweener in yep. all the wrong ways, kind of sometimes, you know. It's like one thing I will bring up for him is um, you know, we got to see them shooting around a little bit before the yep. scrimmage started. And I think Shu was watching the other end of the court, but I watched Stewart hit five uh wing threes in a row so that's something you know and the form looks good but the, the release is a little slow so i just don't know how practical it's going to be in a game but right. on the other hand he could be wide open on those yeah and he didn't struggle he didn't like hesitate to shoot it. he even shot yeah. the one kind of like you know short corner mid-range over there mm-hmm. which was fine it's a fine shot for him to take you almost have to take it um i i guess we can kind of talk about the the bat a little bit here i've mentioned it kind of briefly um players that struggled might be a little strong but i I thought uh, you know again at the freshman guards it looked like just really kind of took a little bit to get there um you mentioned blake's on foster that might be a tough matchup welcome to college kid right you know he's taking some of those um a lot of floaters kind of took like a push floater leaning three and you're just not going to get that call probably at this stage Yeah, that was a dumb Um, play honestly that, (laughs) that, that was bad you know I think for him, though, with the the space that we can have, he looked good later in the game, like getting in the lane, especially that little um, was it like a wraparound or a dump down that he had to yeah, gun early. That was the very first nice. play. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Um, what about McCain for y'all? Like, what did you see? Like for me, I was hearing a lot of people say he didn't play well. For me, he just missed some shots. Like yeah. a lot of those were open shots, um, the, the threes particularly. But did you see anything that concerns you in terms of just size, speed of the game, or do you think it's just it's his first time playing in camera and you're going against Proctor and Roach? Tough matchup, kid. Like, what, what did y'all make of that? I thought he was struggling a little bit with the physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest observation there. Um, even on that one mid-range shot he made, that was like really contested. And yeah, it was a tough shot. Yeah, there was a lot of even on that one, it looked like he was kind of bumped off his spot. Um, so that that was my biggest observation with him was just I just think he needs to get a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not really, to be honest, worried about it. I think uh, again, the nerves and and everything would would play in your your first game in Cameron. You just didn't shoot the ball well. Um, and, and agree with the physicality. I mean, I think the one time he got in the lane, Reeves might have blocked the hell out of it. He was trying to call for a goal. Yeah. Tip, it, I mean, he threw it down from low and Reeves mm. smacked it off the backboard. So yeah, yeah, he got, wouldn't get you, that. You one. can't do that. You know, you can't right. get in the lane. We're around seven, seven foot two monsters and and throw a, a shot put up. I also thought he struggled a little bit when he was uh, guarding Roach. And that's kind of like a little bit what allowed Roach to get off. Yep. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, for the most part, though, I thought that everyone played kind of about how you would expect it to be in this sort of environment, right? Um, I think for me, and I've been a Proctor Homer since we started recruiting the kid, but I, I, I 
my takeaway from this was just being even more excited to just watch what he's going to do. I mean, those some of those pocket passes. What, what about um, the handles? We haven't mentioned ha- that. He had dudes yeah. on he had some shake and bake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probing like real. And just the like he he didn't make them, but like he had one or two just like quick trigger threes that like I'm all in on that. Like we had the the, the backdoor cut that uh who hit him with that pass? Was that TJ hit him with oh, the backdoor and he, and he, and he it, hammered yeah. it? So yeah, you know, I didn't see not not that he didn't show off like a, a level of athleticism last year, but like a lot of times when he got into the paint, he finished with that kind of like um wrong you know, hand layup fin- right? finger roll real high like arcing finger yeah. roll layup um whereas you know this one he, he threw a nice little hammer like, you don't have i mean you know we talked about Reeves, but you don't have lively there to just like get it up on the glass it's like now if you're going in there now bro it's going to finish yeah right? like you're attacking to finish how many times did he even dunk last year can have been more than like three he had the one on tennessee right like right. He played yeah. really good against tennessee yeah. um but yeah other than that not not a ton yeah not a ton which is you know, that's always been a weird thing for me at Duke specifically because we've had guys come in. Like, how many dunks did Austin Rivers have at Duke? Like two or three. Two and this three. dude's like it wasn't windmilling a lot, yeah. and yeah. you know, um, you know, Winter Park. Like it, it was not an issue for him to be able to get up. So maybe just some weirdness going on there too. Um I mean before we Gray, you remember when we interviewed Andre Dawkins, he talked about how hard it is to uh, dunk in game and how it's just yeah. a completely different thing than doing the layup line. Timing and everything else. Yeah. And your legs are already tired because you've been running up and down the court and all yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Before we kind of do, I know we got some media stuff we're going to jump into, but just real quickly, since there were so many recruits, there was a big high-profile visit. Obviously, we know, I don't want to disrespect the other guys. I mean, those guys are five stars, you know, top 10, top 15. But I think it's safe to say that Cooper's viewed just a bit differently nationally in terms of what he's doing. Um, What was your thoughts just kind of on the crowd recruit interactions? Obviously, coach going over to sit with them was like, you know, you, you just, it's hard to fathom that obviously Kay's not doing something like that. Right. right? So, uh, so for John to go over and do that, I thought that was really cool. Um, just a little bit of y'all's thoughts on just kind of the crowd recruit interactions and like, you know, what was, what you made of that? Yeah. So I could see the flag family, like almost, you know, we were mid courts, so they were directly across from us. Um, mom and pop, even the grandparents are there, you know, then uh, they, they were kind of seated while the women thing was the women's scrimmage was going on. And then after that ended, before the guys come out, you know, the, the, all the recruits came out. Um, and so again, he had ACE and Hunter flag with him. So it's basically the whole flag family, uh, did see mom flag. She, she, uh, donned the devil horns for a little while she was uh singing along to some bon jovi um so they didn't seem to seem to be enjoying themselves wasn't his brother really into it yeah his brother i mean yeah hunter his older brother yeah Yeah, he was i got some good pics on uh, on my phone he was like i said he was standing right behind me um really really into it (laughs) yeah yeah well well hopefully he feels the same way his family does because he's a little bit more impassive you know he didn't he doesn't like show a lot of emotion. Very on his reserved. Face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very reserved. But he did go over there and hold the baby up. So that was That's kind true. of like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's getting into it a little bit. Um, I did think it was very smart, cool, tactful, whatever to call his family over as well, right? Yeah. Call the brothers, like, yo, Good come mom, join. Yeah, yeah y'all yeah. Are brotherhood, come join the real one, right? Yeah. Like, hey, let's let's get this going. Um, I so, started yeah. to feel. I started to feel a little bit bad for certain recruits. It's like you could tell the, the level of importance, right? Where it like took took a while to get to certain people. 
Yeah. Well, how many did, were did Dylan on? Harris even get called over? And he's yeah, like, already Darren, committed. he came over. Yeah, Darren Harris. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Darren, I think Khan was the last one that came right. over. It's um, like these are the guys who are already committed to the team. I understand tactically, it's like you're trying to. I mean, the crazier is essentially trying to recruit. You know, sure. whether, yeah. whether we can and you admit think that or about not. This, too, like, th- this is the guys' first game. This is the crazies' first right. game this year too. So they're not in. You know, super. You know, and midseason form. I don't know off the top of my head, but how many of those recruits are on their official visit? Like I know I Cooper was. A Cooper, VJ, and Patrick. I they were all wrong. official visits. They were all three OBs. Okay, okay. so that's. I, I don't know about Nate Amit if his was an official, um, and then obviously the three the committed guys. I'm not sure if that counts as an official visit or what that. Yeah, they probably already taken there. Yeah, I wouldn't think that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to get some some interactions on that. But uh, let's take a quick little break here. We'll come back and kind of dissect some of the media stuff and we'll play some clips and some audio for you guys. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, let's jump back in here. Um, so obviously, like we mentioned on the top half, uh, Roland Shu were able to kind of sit in on, on coaches' press conference, get into the locker room. So we have a few clips and some stuff we wanted to kind of discuss here. Um, Roland, I'll toss this section to you so you can kind of lead us in wherever we want to go here and whatever clip you got first. I think we're going to start with Coach Shire's press conference here. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to start with his uh, comments on his extension. Because I, I think you mentioned that at the top, but that's kind of the big news of the day, right? You know, he's extended through yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. Um, they called. I I saw on Twitter it was calling it a six year extension, but that doesn't really make sense to me because that would mean his contract was up this year, and I don't think that was the case. So, but the point is that it's he's he's hired through six years from now, whatever you want to call it. Um. So yeah, here's uh his um statements on that. And so I've had discussions with Nina for for some time, and uh, you know, just to get that done, and I think it's great, it's important. Uh, I'm committed to Duke to know that they're committed to me as well, and our staff. The job we've done is is great. You know, thankful to President Price, thankful to Nina, and I'll, I, I I did not plan that. By the way, did you did you hear me talking about you? <laughs> but it's uh, it's a great thing, and uh, you know, just. Look, tonight's about the team, and I was a little bit emotional just watching them out there because what happens is we have 12 guys on scholarship. All 12 of them are being recruited by other places. They could have gone pro. They could have done other things. And I told the crowd they are, they're committed to Duke, and I think hopefully everybody in this room knows I'm committed to Duke too. And so that's been something for me, just seeing the crowd tonight, seeing the support, it's been such a special thing, but it's an honor for me to be the coach and I'll never take that for granted. So yeah, the, that funny part in the middle there, I guess we should explain that was yeah. uh, Nina coming in the side door of the media room at the second he said, I'm thankful to Nina. Um, so I think Shu got that on camera. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, coincidence that this happens when Cooper's on his OV. I'll just leave that out there. Mm, um, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe not. Probably nothing to do with that, right? Obviously it was well-deserved. 
Um, good to see him get that just where you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to ask or answer questions about that anymore, right? Like he's, he's locked in. Um, what did y'all kind of take away from it? Just being there in real time. I mean, I thought it was interesting that he kind of, um, you didn't hear the very beginning of that clip, but even at the beginning, like he kind of deflected and made it not about his contract extension. He made it more about like how special a place Duke is and just being kind of happy for the players and all that stuff. So I thought that was kind of a, a classy way to handle it. Yeah. I mean, I don't got anything to add on that. <laughs> no, no, no comment. No, no comment. <laughs> uh, do, well, can we get know. you off the record? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> off the record. Um, yeah, she thinks it's a big mistake. Yeah, yeah, what are we doing, guys? I mean, this guy, he's in over his head, right? I mean, he he showed enough last year, honestly. I mean, like, to me, like, I just feel like we, I, I know we all here on the podcast feel pretty comfortable with what we saw from him, right? And oh, I feel that's, sure. yeah, I feel like that's the sentiment of the fan base overall. When we talked to Brendan Marks. He mentioned, he's like, I have no doubt that Shire's the guy. And he clearly was not as high on Hubert Davis being the guy at UNC. So there's a little, sure. you know, so that was a kind of interesting difference there. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's any question about getting it done, right? Making obviously Duke feels the same way. Um, you know, I mean, at this point for me, it's just John is Duke. Like how Kay was Duke. I mean, John is now that, right? I mean, and he's been that since 2006, 2007. So it's, Especially you when the title as a player comes back in 15 as the assistant gets another one. It, it seemed like a no-brainer based on what he's done, what he's brought who he's brought into the program with him as well. So um and from the little things that we've picked up just from like the social media team, like his interactions. I don't know if you've watched yeah. the like the DBP videos. Um but his interactions with the players, like it seems like a like a, a real player friendly coach, right? Like He's going to ride you, but it's, it's, you know, he's, he's doing the best for you. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think now what we're, what's the next one or I think we, he was talking a little bit about the, the guard play. And, uh, I think this is the first time we or at least for me that we found out that flip had a concussion or recently yeah. we had been dealing with a concussion. So we can hear what he's got to say about that. Yeah. I was going to bring that up earlier when we were talking about kind of flipping a little bit passive, but I figured I just save it for this, uh, quote here but yeah he starts by talking about uh you know the kind of the team distribution of the guards and the outcome and all that so you want to split up the teams as evenly as possible uh you know look white got him tonight Luke again the next night but i do think you saw the maturity from tyrese and jeremy the chemistry that they have uh, they played in front of the lights many times before caleb and jared man they have such a bright future they're tough guards they're really good and now it's time to actually play together against somebody else. And so for them, you can have three of them on the court together, you know, maybe even four times. And uh, I just love when you, you saw that group, you mentioned Jeremy and Tyrese, you know, Jalen Blake's, the job that he did. Uh, and Flip, seeing him out there, he's only been back for about a week. You know, he had, uh, he had a concussion where he wasn't practicing. Then uh, he's... He's still getting back in the flow of things, but I just love seeing him out there finding himself. And of course, the job that Christian Reeves did. You know, Christian was great, protecting the rim, using his size, finishing inside. Him and Coach Carroll worked really hard consistently, and I think that's paying off. So, yeah, you know, I had to choose that clip because of the part where he says you could see three guards on the court at the same time, maybe even four. Got a little excited about that. 
Yeah, I think, and I think too, maybe I don't want to read too much into it, but the two things that I take away from that is he's, we talked about maybe we should, the team should have been split up a little bit differently. If he's seeing it as they're trying to split it up as evenly as possible, then to me, that means that what Jared and Caleb have been doing this summer puts them into that same category of where maybe Proctor and Roach are. So that's really good. And in a eight, 10 minute scrimmage, maybe they just, they, like you said, they just got the better of them. The other part though, is when he says you could see three of those guys together, maybe four, it's, I think most of us is like, well, we're definitely seeing three together, right? Like yeah. three of them are going to be starting together, but that leaves a little bit of room for, Maybe not. I don't know. Did, am I looking at it the other way? Not to bring roll down here, but am I looking at it like, oh, well, I thought it was like a shoe in that we were going to see three together. I don't know. Did did y'all take that from that? Or do you think that's just maybe I'm getting too into the semantics of language here? Didn't uh, didn't we discuss that um, in a previous episode? Like we all kind of thought like it would not be surprising if you saw flipping young kind of to start the season yeah i don't expect that to be like the the full-time lineup for the season but if if he fell back on that just kind of for the opener or the first few games that would not surprise me i mean flip started as the four on the scrimmage right because they had right. reeves as the five so but, the, Mark, but then but then Mark about halfway young. through yeah. about halfway yeah. through they went small so right. i think we're gonna yeah. see both probably quite a lot I don't yeah. think it's just going to be an either or thing where it's going to be like all quote unquote small ball or all quote unquote big ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Any concern from you all about like, obviously we had some major injury stuff at the beginning of the off season, but any concern about some of the lingering stuff, like Mark missed a couple of days there, a week or so there, Flip having the concussion. You think this is just getting back into it. We just chalk it up to maybe practices being just kind of heated at this point or well, I guess what's the what's the DEFCON level for you guys on that? I'm not too concerned about it because I think this is actually, you know, when we say this every year, but I feel like this is a deep, deeply talented team. So, you know, if we have to miss somebody for a couple of days, I don't, I, obviously I don't want Proctor being out because I think he's kind of the engine that's going to run this thing. Um, but I mean, Foster and Roach could definitely hold down the fort while he's out. Uh and, and even McCain flip, you you don't want to see him miss a lot of time, but Mark can step up. Um, Christian looks playable. So there, there's not like one person where like we we can't have this guy get hurt. I, I feel like we're we're kind of covered with a lot of spots. Yeah, I totally agree. And to add to that, like I was actually glad to hear about Flip's concussion because he had been out from that scrimmage video and you're kind of mm -hmm. like, well, why was that happening? And then he comes back in this, in this scrimmage and he looks a little passive and maybe not quite as good as I expected him to look like from those other scrimmages we had seen, he was just dominating. So to hear that at least there was like some kind of like a reason for his passivity that he was sure. a little bit rusty, you know, and maybe not feeling quite his best. Um, that was like, actually a weirdly encouraging thing you know a concussion is like you know it's not like it's not great but it's not a torn acl or something you know right 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure um and maybe the most interesting clip of the night or that he talked about is the idea of the flip reeves chemistry there because then yep. that leads into reeves being more than just playable but that john's looking at like what what do i have here you know and like Flip and Derek had a great chemistry. Flip and Ryan have good chemistry. So 
um, you know, again, the two big lineups, but, you know, no one is really doing what Reeves can do out there at his size. So let's talk or let's hear John talk a little bit about that dynamic. We played last year together, but for this year with Flip coming back, the thing that I've seen is his passing. If he can really pass, and Christian, you see just he catches the ball and keeps it high. That's been something him and Coach Carroll all work on all the time. And, you know, I'm just proud of the growth. You know, so much now is one year. And so when you get a guy, like in Christian's case, all right, you have one year, you've done some really good things or things you need to build on to come back uh, to work, to double down. And uh, I just love that. I love the approach of our entire team with doing that. Yeah, I like the uh, kind of shout out to Flip's passing there because we mentioned it earlier and that's a big part of his game. I think he can unlock last year. I thought he could be a little bit of a black hole at times. So, you know, that's that's kind of why I uh, chose that clip. And then obviously the kind of the reference to the the work Reeves has put in kind of backs up what we were observing. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially defensively to me. Like, that's where, like, last year when Reeves came in, it seemed like the offense looked fine, right? The ability to catch, the ability to go up and finish. Um, defensively, though, like, especially early on, he was pretty much blocking anything that came in there pretty cleanly, too, for the most part. So, um, you know, that obviously tracks pretty well. But uh, before we get out of here, I do think you'll have a few player interviews from the locker room. Um, specifically, I think we're going to look at Foster and Young. Any kind of preamble that we need to address with that or we need to go into it. I think we're going to go foster first. Um, shoot, I guess that was you over there. What was your kind of experience talking to Caleb? Well, uh, first off, again, this was, you know, I won't say starstruck, um, but just like completely nervous. Um, first time doing this. Like I had all these things in my head that I thought I was going to ask him about. And uh, I mentioned to foster, I, I did get out, you know, I asked him what, uh, what games he was kind of, you know, circling in his mind. Uh, I did get the standard, you know, just the UNC. I was hoping maybe we'd get more into the Baylor game at MSG or the Zona game or something like that. But um, it really just kind of chit-chatted with the guys, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, we can play it. We can play it on the list. These <laughs> aren't exactly hard-hitting journalistic questions. Mm -hmm. You heard me last year with Grandison, so it can't be worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Foster from Harrisburg, my hometown too, man. Uh, how was your first day out there in front of everybody? Good, great, good time. Yeah, all right. Looking, what are you looking forward to? What game are you looking forward to most right now? I know that one at a time, but is there any you circle and we're like, you know, that Duke Carolina line, but that, that's a given. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, take every game to say, yep. Come on, what are you starting to get Okay. So far since you've been here, has anybody give you like a comparison to anybody that you remind them of, former Duke players at all? Uh, no, not yet, but somebody probably knows. You know Daniel Ewing? You ever seen Daniel? I see you've got the Daniel Ewing. That's, that's what I see. Big guard, shoot, score, pass. Play point, little swag to him. That's that's what I see. All right, we're, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm gonna go check him out. Shouts to Daniel Ewing. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, it turns out like that. I mean, Daniel was uh, what ACC tournament MVP his sophomore year. Um, yeah, just you know, I, I see a little bit of that in Caleb because I think it was Daniel like six four, six five. He was he was pretty big guard. Was bigger, yeah. I think he was a little lankier though than like Caleb. Right, Caleb seems to be a little bit more bulky. I sure, yeah, sure. yeah, he is thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thick. 
but yeah, there's no perfect comp for um, Foster, but I feel like that's the closest one I've heard. Just that kind of score first, but could uh, you know run point in a pinch. Um, yep. I'm not surprised that Caleb hasn't watched him because it's like he's probably not watching old Duke players outside like the you know the. Well, I'm the sure real Daniel would have played when he was being born. Like, what these kids were born in what, like, oh four or five? Is that right, or is it oh two? How old are these? Yeah, kind, of, kind, of in, kind of in that range, yeah. Yeah, eighteen. Um, so that's like yeah, oh six, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really depends. Yeah, oh yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> so that was right, a, that was Daniel's senior year. Yeah, so. senior year he was being <laughs> yeah. born. So yeah, you know, yeah. So, torch. but but I bet you he's seen clips of like Jason Williams or something, or like some of sure. these, you know, these yeah. more prominent Duke guards. I was kind of surprised you know? just because Foster, at least from like their their starting five that they gave like him and McCain. Foster yeah. gave a pretty good all-time start. He did, five. yeah. And yeah. He, he grew up a Duke fan, so I kind right. of, you yeah. know, would have expected him to know. Yeah, his starting five wasn't like, sometimes you see those players, they give the starting five, it's like, oh, you don't know anybody from after, from before 2014, do you? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no offense to some of those starting fives, but when there's <laughs> like, you know, oh, whatever. There's like three or four one-and-dones on there. It's like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, I thought I thought Foster and McCain's were actually both great. So. Yeah, they both were really good. And um, it also depends: are we talking about like your total career, the sum of your career, or just your talent alone? You know, right. I think you put talent alone. Kyrie and Zion are definitely, you know, like and Tatum but, probably. So yeah. you, you do have three if you're only talking. Yeah, so right. right. But if we're talking like Tatum at Duke, he was far from his best there you know what i right, mean he was like right. he wasn't he didn't even really play that well until about february and then he really turned it on but he's just ascended to a completely different level like yeah i i can understand picking zion even at duke but like some of these other guys it's like i think there's the uh the perception of how good they were at duke is colored by their nba success sure yeah for sure um, well, I guess we'll transition from one of the younger guys on the roster to probably the oldest guy on the roster and uh, hear what uh, Mr. Ryan Young has to say here. I figured this was a good way to close it out because uh, Shu asked him about the the podcast he's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which and if you haven't listened ours. to it, it's great. Yeah, so. <laughs> Ryan, man, you've been doing a great job with the podcast. We really love and enjoyed listening to that. You plan on keeping that through the season or are we just going to let that kind of die down now we got work to do? Uh, I think we're just trying to keep going through the season. Okay. Uh, it's something that um, you know, can get really creative and, uh, and interesting. It can be really fun for our, sure. our fans to see what's you know what's going on. We'll see how we, how we change it up. Like you said, it's uh, something that you know, we want to make sure, obviously, everything's a high priority, but um, it seems like our fans really appreciate some of the inside work. Everybody, and, uh, everybody knows how it really doesn't take too much time each week, so um, as someone that does a podcast, man, for somebody that just started it, you're you're great at it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you're really it. good at it. So. It's easy to it's easy to do it with the incredible creative team we have. Sure, yeah, Dave and those they're guys. Are yeah. They're unbelievable what they do. And he has a great guest list too, right? But also yeah. shouts to Ryan Young for just doing a great job. Um, especially the the sweater game has been really strong here lately too. Oh yeah. And to be able to have the but you talked about being nervous in there in the locker room. I mean, he just interviewed the goat, right? And right, so yeah. to be able to go through all of that, um, yeah, big fan of that too. Um, and, and that's weird to think about because he didn't. He, he, he yeah, he he yeah. He doesn't have much of a relationship with K. I'm sure he's seen him around the program and stuff, but it's not like 
you know, the episode with Shire on it or whatever. That's that's a guy he's interacted with for two years or even interviewing a teammate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, great stuff again, you know, before we get out of here, just kind of any final thoughts that you all had from just being able to, to have that level of exposure or interaction for the first time. Um, obviously we're all lifelong fans. We're all Liz and Durham. So, um, if, if I could ask a question to like the eight, nine, 10, 11 year old version of you in you know, 30 seconds or less recap, just that experience for us right quick. I mean, if you would have told me 10 year, you know, 10 year old me that I would get to do this, I would just tell you, like, let me go ahead and skip the next, you know, 25 years and get right to it. (laughs) Um, Because 10 year old me, as big of a fan as I was, I was never able to get into Cameron. So I was like, uh, I was probably almost 25 or almost 30 before the first game I actually seen in Cameron. So uh, just to get to do all that, just an amazing experience. And uh, once again, to Adam and John, appreciate uh, letting us have that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think like the my big takeaway is just how different the experience was for me being up that close you know i've been to games at cameron but you know mostly it's like kind of high up there in the in the bleachers and all that and like you don't get a sense for just how intense the atmosphere is at court level you know this is ctc it's not nothing like what an actual game would be in terms of intensity but like you know, whether you're watching on TV or even if you're just sitting in the stands, but you're like, you know, 20 rows back, it's just not the same experience that the players are having and and more importantly, opponents. Yeah. So just kind of taking that all in, just it was kind of a reminder of how like special and unique a place um, Cameron really is. And I hope that Duke realizes that and never moves away from that yeah for sure for sure josh Josh and i sat you know in the student section buffalo game really close and you can tell the like the physicality and the strength and the speed of it um so so having that you know but the the good thing about this one josh is i actually got to sit down the whole time yeah that was nice yeah we did we were on bleachers 40 year old me does not want to stand up uh jumping on those bleachers for two hours true to that true that yeah those seats are tight but like once you actually squeeze into them they're actually pretty comfortable i thought yeah 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 yeah, so you know, cross that off the bucket list. Maybe next year we can get up in the crow's nest or something, right? And and just have the full the full uh, full effect here. So one one thing I did want to mention about the game, uh, I don't know, we didn't bring it up, but um, the free throw shooting. Did you guys notice the box score? Uh, three of yeah, them was not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not very good. So for a team with shooters, you would think maybe that's just an anomaly. But I uh, just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, didn't like some some really good shooters missed a couple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan missed the front missed the front on one. Um, I think I don't I don't know how many roof shots. I saw him miss both. He has a really high arc, which is yeah. for a seven one guy. That's a tough shot. I mean, you're you gotta be perfect on that. Um, so you know, maybe it was just a combination of who was taking some of the shots. Right. But um hopefully, hopefully that that transitions back the other way. But uh well, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and kind of wrap up and get out of here. Um, you know, again, shouts to to John and Adam over at the Devil's Den for kind of hooking us up with that. Um, a quick little look ahead here. Next week, me and she will be in Charlotte for ACC Media Day, so we'll kind of get to go through some of this stuff again with the players and coach. Um, then we'll probably come back in the next week or so and do our our season preview with some predictions, some numbers, games, and all that good stuff to get ready for it. Um, 
but you know, tough loss last night for for Duke football. So again, you know that that that's in there. We'll we'll continue to to track them as well. But uh, you know, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe. You can email us at the Devil's Den Pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at the Devil's Den Pod two four seven. Check us out on the boards at the Devil's Den.com. Find us up on YouTube. A lot of these videos and press conferences and player stuff will be over there on the YouTube page. And uh, it, it's almost it's it's almost go time, folks. So you know, keep those faces strong in the verve. High. Happy Halloween, go Duke. Mm-hmm.